Welcome to the Run Slow Car Park Podcast. And if you were around in the late 80s or early 90s, let me know, do you remember this? I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> the reason why that's appropriate today is because we are going to be talking about injuries on today's show here on the Run Slow Carb Hard Podcast. We're going to talk about what are the most common injuries for runners or any endurance athletes, but we're specifically going to look at runners today and how can we over them. We'll talk mostly physically, but we'll also get a little bit into the mental as well because there's a process to overcoming injuries. And this is appropriate, at least in my purview today, because I am going through one right now. As you know, if you've listened to this show, um, I am training for the 2022, 2022 London Marathon, and I only have about seven weeks left until race day. So this is where my training has really picked up. And I talked about this, I think, a couple episodes where this week was going to be, a, or these next few weeks were going to be important weeks of really amping up the mileage. I'm trying to amp up my tempo a little bit because I want to break the five-hour mark finally for, for a marathon. This will be the fourth one I've ran. Um, but I've suffered a setback. And we're going to talk, you know, I don't want to make this show completely about me because this show is about us. This is our show, all for the back of the Packers. But I want to tell you a little bit about that injury process, both physically, mentally, let you know what I'm going through and how I'm going to overcome this and finally break that five-hour mark in the marathon. But first, before we get into any of that, I want to welcome all of you to the Run Slow Carb Hard podcast. This is a podcast. This show is for the back of the pack runner, middle of the pack runners, front of the pack runners, Boston qualifiers. You guys are welcome here, but we're looking at things from endurance sports from a back of the pack view. If you're that type of runner that cannot leave the race expo without spending $300, if you only stretch once a year, if you have ever ran a race in a banana suit, then you are our people. Welcome home. Every episode, I'm going to try to feature a topic that will cover training, nutrition, health, or just general running slash endurance sports information. And most of these topics, quite frankly, just come to me in the middle of a training session. But I really want to hear from you. I really want to make this our show. So you can find us on social media. We're only on Instagram. Just look at Runslow Carb Hard. You can find us on Instagram. You could also email the show, runslowcarbhard at gmail.com. And I'm rolling out a new feature for this week. I want to try to do a video podcast. We'll see how it goes. It could go great. It could go awful. Remember, this is a low rent show. If you're watching us on video on Instagram, or we are going to be um, uploading these videos to Rumble. So that's the only place you can find us. Rumble.com. Search Run Slow carb hard and you can start to see video you're certain going to see the the top of my head i'm trying to hide it here a little bit with it with the headphones because the glare is going to be blinding but you can see this is a low budget show i'm doing it here from my basement which looks like an underground bunker it's unfinished and we're in the part where i call the the pain pod here so you can see i got my tri bike set up um on on the um trainer uh you can see the metals in the back um you know i got some weights that are just a little bit out of frame Shoot, I am. I've got my mic and my computer, my ten-year-old computer, um, here stacked on top of um, plastic moving crates. Right? I've got my camera is on um, a, a plastic shelf, and I, I'm using like a first-generation iPad to video this thing. So this is a low-budget, low-rent show, but. 
This show is important because I am using the Run So Carb Hard podcast as a way to raise money for the Outward Bound Trust. So that's what I want to talk about next because, frankly, that's what's important. You know, I want to try to give you some topics and perspective from the back of the pack runner, from somebody who's been doing endurance um, endurance sports, you know, for, for most of my adult life. Um, you know, I guess going back to even in middle school as a, as a cross-country runner. But this show specifically, I started this back in May. So at the early part, uh, late part of the spring, early part of the summer here in 2022 to raise money for kids. So I'm going to be a charity runner for the Outward Bound Trust in this year's London Marathon. Now, I've got this crazy goal of running all six of the Abbott World Major Marathons. And I've already ran Chicago. I ran New York. I ran Berlin. So London's going to be number four. I've got two to go. I've got Boston and i got Tokyo to go. Um, but to get into London, I, I've been shut out of the lottery, I don't know, more, more times than I can count at this point. Um, but they had openings for charity runners. And I didn't want to run for just any charity. My wife and I have been charity runners before. We ran the Berlin Marathon for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. If you're not familiar with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, they work with with families and and with kids, specifically with kids who are going through life-threatening conditions, life-threatening diseases, and giving them opportunities to fulfill their wish whatever it would be. Maybe it's to, to hang out with Spider-Man for a day, or, or maybe it's to, to take batting practice at, at Wrigley Field. That would, would have been my wish as a kid. Uh, maybe it's to go to Disneyland. Whatever it is, they fulfill those wishes for those kids, and it's a great thing for the kids, and it's a great thing for the parents. And that's what attracted me to the Outward Bound Trust for the London Marathon, because I'm a sucker for kids. I love kids. I've got a three-year-old son who today was his first day of, of going to school, so I'm a little sad, but I'm also doing some fist bumps as well because now daddy can actually get some work done around the house. But I'm a little sad because I'm going to be um, missing my buddy, and you know I don't know who I'm going to be playing t-ball with and, and watching Paw Patrol with here in the afternoons. I guess it's just me and the dog. Um, but um, you know, working with kids is, is, is would be a passion of mine. And the Outward Bound Trust, as I digress, um, they take kids, they take you, some of them might be at youth, um, at risk youth, and they get them into the great outdoors. And they do so many great programming things with them outdoors. And, and this could be hiking, um, this could be um, zip lining or, or rappelling or, or canoeing or, or things like that. But these kids get an opportunity to learn leadership skills, um, to become a little bit more self-confident and and self-sufficient, to learn how to be good teammates. And just looking at the stories, if you go and check out the Outward Bound Trust um, on their website, just Google Outward Bound Trust and you're going to find them um, in the UK. The stories from these kids are really remarkable. And I think all of us have been there at some point, you know, especially thinking about endurance sports. I got an email, I mean, literally right before I came on the air of someone who's right to, uh, who's about to do their first marathon. They've done a couple half marathons and they were kind of inspired by my story a little bit. So thank you for the email. It really made my day. Um, and then they're doing their first marathon and, you know, they wanted to, you know, know a little bit of advice. And and listen, I, I, I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional runner. Now, I, I've been running um, in, in long endurance events, you know, in my adult life since, you know, almost for the past 20 years now. Um, I, I was a certified strength conditioning specialist. So I was a strength conditioning coach for a little bit um, in, in a different part of my life, but I, I've let that 
um, certification laps. And again, I, I'm not certified, but I want to share with some of my perspectives with you. So if you get any advice from this show, just know it is not coming from a professional. I am not a doctor, but I do want to share some of my experiences with you. To bring that back to the Outward Bound Trust, um, this show was a way for me to come up to, to fundraise. You know, I, um, I, I've, I've been in sales for, for a long time. I, I've switched careers and now I'm in higher ed, but I was in sales for a long time. So I can certainly, I don't have a problem going and asking people for money, but I, I got to think, what are my strengths? What do I like to do? What do I think I'm good at? And, and one of them I think is, is talking and, and I host a, a podcast uh, as part of my work. And so I like being on the radio. I, I was in radio in high school and, and, and in college and a little bit of TV on college um, when I used to have hair and, and, and be really good looking. Um, now, you know, I just kind of look like the other side of, of my dog's backside. But, um, you know, I can talk. I, I can certainly talk. And um, I've created this podcast as a way to help raise some money for the Outward Bound Trust. So my goal, you know, I'm rambling. My goal is $2,400 for the Outward Bound Trust. And if you just go to the show's description, so if you're listening to us on, on Spotify, on Apple, if you're checking us out on Rumble, in the show's description there, you will see a link to where you can donate. And listen, every donation helps. This episode is special because this is our 15th episode. So I have an appeal for you, right? This is an appeal to you for our 15th episode. I am asking everybody, if you're listening to this, on Spotify, on Apple, on the web browser. If you're watching us on Rumble, if you've checked us out and stumbled upon us on Instagram for our 15th episode, I am asking, would you please consider donating $15? 15 for 15. That's it. If I could get 100 people to donate $15, we're done. This fundraising is over. I'll make up the rest. I'll take care of that. And then we are providing awesome opportunities for kids. So that's my appeal to you today as you're listening to this show or as you're watching this show. $15 for the 15th episode for the Outward Bound Trust. Check out the description in today's show. If you're looking at us on Instagram, just check out our link in the bio. Click that. Donate your $15. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Okay, before we get into our topic, this is the point in the show where I'd like to give a shout out. And this might be races that I've done before in the past or organizations that work with us. You know, I've got one that I love that you hear me shout out every week. That is Long Run Coffee. Long Run Coffee. It's electrolyte infused coffee. This coffee is specifically designed for endurance athletes. Personally, I like the, the light roast. I think I'm going to try the medium roast when I order again here pretty soon. So, so Tom, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to, uh, I've got another order coming your way. Um, but electrolyte infused coffee. So a lot of times I'm a big coffee guy in the mornings. And so I'll, I'll drink coffee and you know, it, it makes me jittery and it gets me up, but I kind of feel de dehydrated on the way to work. I also need to chug a uh, big glass of water. This is specifically designed with endurance athletes in mind to kind of help us with some of that nutrition because coffee is, is kind of a natural diuretic, but this electrolyte infused coffee, I've been using this before I go on my long runs and it has made a world of difference. So you've got to check them out. Long run coffee. They don't pay 
to be a part of this show. I just love their product. However, Tom is doing something special at Long Run Coffee. If you go to www.longruncoffee.com and you use the promo code RSCH at checkout, run so carb hard, RSCH at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your order and he's going to donate proceeds to the Outward Bound Trust to help me with my fundraising. How amazing is that? If you go back and, and listen to our previous episode of, of Coffee Run, I think it might have been episode five, so about 10 episodes ago. Um, I interviewed Tom, great company, Long Run Coffee, promo code RSEH. Check them out, get 15% off your order, and they donate proceeds to the Outward Bound Trust. My second shout out, now usually I'll wear a t-shirt with a, with a past race and, and tell you about how great that that race was but i want to show you uh, if you can see on the video i'm putting up and you can barely hear me um, on the microphone i'm putting up my my leg and you can see i've got a new pair of hokas on love hokas bought my first pair back in february because i needed a cushiony shoe um unfortunately fortunately i got something called a, a morton's neuroma we're going to talk about injuries today i got a morton's neuroma in my foot and it means i've got a little bit of na nerve damage in, in like my my ring toe i guess my fourth toe on my right foot so i need cushiony supportive shoes um not just for running but for for everyday use so um, i'd heard about hokas my, my doctor recommended them so i tried them I, I tried my first pair in february and, and they took a little while to break in but once i broke them in i'm like oh it has made a world of difference it's made being out and, and going on those long runs a lot more enjoyable i used to be a, a brooks guy a brooks ghost guy they're still great shoes i still got brooks ghost um it's kind of my backup i, I really really like them it was hard for me to make that change but the hokas have been so comfortable however <clears throat> i ordered a, a new pair um last week and i wanted to switch it up i went if you go to the the hoka website you can give them some of your information as far as what type of runner are you do you over pronate do you under pronate are you looking for a bouncy shoe for a comfortable shoe for a lighter shoe you know how far are you running what type of races you're doing you can put all that into their website and they spit out a recommendation for you and so they spit out a recommendation for me based off my preferences uh, of the Bondi 7, all right? Um, and it's like, you know what? Hey, I, I had good luck <clears throat> with the Clifton. Let's use the Bondi. Let's give it a try. So they sent it to me, and the shipping was lightning quick. I mean, lightning quick. I had the shoe within just a couple days. And so I, I tried the Bondi 7, and I'm walking around them and, and walked around them for, you know, about five, six days. I'm like, ah, man, I, I just don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a nice shoe, but it may be too neutral of a shoe. I tend to underpronate a little bit. Um, I'm like, yeah, it's just not comfortable. So let me get, give it a try. So I went out for a run and, and I'm like, nah, this, this just isn't it. And I hate, I hate buying things online and returning them because it's such a pain. But I'm like, you know, I, I've got to return these and exchange them for, for the Clifton 8. So I'm, I'm going to do that. So Monday night, about 5.30 in the evening. I pack it up in a box, take it to the post office. The next morning, and, and go through the online portal and let them know, hey, I want to exchange them. The next morning, I had an email saying, it's been processed, your new shoes will be out right away. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's great. I didn't expect to get that for a few days. I'm like, well, that's amazing. Um, and they said, you know, you may have to wait a week for your new shoes to come in for everything processed. No problem. I get an email that evening, hey, your new shoes are, are already out for delivery, All right? This is 24 hours later where I had taken them to the, uh, to the mailbox or taken them to the post office. 24 hours later, they're like, yeah, we got them. And your new shoes are already out in 
the next day. So 48 hours after I had taken these shoes to the post office at 5.30 at night, mind you, 24 hours later, I've got my new shoes on, my new Hoka's on. So Hoka does not pay. They have no idea who I am, and they do not pay to be part of this show. But I got great customer service from Hoka. Absolutely amazing. Doing it all online. I didn't have to talk to anybody. A few um, clicks, print out a, a shipping label, and away we go. Hoka, great customer service. Thank you for saving my feet, and thank you um, for making this London Marathon coming up to be enjoyable. All right, so let's get into the topic today. Hey, if you do endurance sports long enough, and I don't care if you're a marathon runner, if you run 5Ks, if you're a walker, sprint triathlons, Ironmans, whatever it is, at some point you are going to get bit by the injury bug. I do have good news for you, though. For the most part, this, is, this bug is non-deadly. All right, we're going to you're going to be able to overcome a lot of these common injuries that endurance athletes go through. Now, today we're going to look at running injuries specifically. You know, what are some of the common running injuries and and how can we treat them and and talking about the mental process of of overcoming injuries. But at some point, you're probably going to get bitten by the injury bug. Unfortunately, I'm going through that right now. I, I talked about early in the show, I've got a Morton's neuroma and that's just something I just have to deal with. I go get shots and they usually last for about three months. Um, at some point, maybe I can go get um, surgery and get it removed, but my doctor doesn't think it's a big deal. So it's something I just kind of like, you know, I, I work through. And, you know, if you're doing endurance sports, and again, this isn't just um, specific to, to marathon runners or, or Ironman or anything like that. We're talking about, you know, if you're just doing your first couch, couch to 5K, you know, you're probably going to have some type of uh, injury to overcome. And, and we don't want to tough through just really, really bad injuries. But at the same point, um, there's going to be some things you're just going to have to kind of work through a little bit if you're going to be an endurance athlete. So let's first start out. What are the most common running injuries that we see how can we treat them? And I want to talk a little bit about the mental side because that's what I'm struggling with right now. Not only do I have the Morton's aroma, but um, I strained my calf muscle. I strained my left calf muscle. I got a um, compression sleeve on there right now. I've been heating it like crazy and stretching it like crazy and, and, and rolling it like crazy and it's starting to feel better. But I've been dealing with it for about 10 days. So I haven't been able to run for the past 10 days. I, I, I did a one mile run the other day and about killed me. So I, I've been going nuts. You know, here I am, um, I, I'm running for, you know, a couple hours every other day, if not every day. And now I, I'm at zero, right? And it feels like every time I eat, like all I'm doing is just getting fat and, you know, I'm wasting so much time and, and I got to get back on the trail. Um, I think a lot of you who are listening to this show, who ever gone through this, um, feel the same way. Um, but you got to let it work itself out as far as the injury, the healing process. Um, there's some things we can do to speed it up, but you got to go through the process because you want to make it to race day healthy. And, and if there's one tip I could give you beginning runners and, and back of the Packers, you know, we, we try to cram so much in, especially as we get closer to race day, because um, we think, OK, well, hey, I'm running a half marathon, so I've got to get that that 13 mile run in um, the week before, you, you know, at that point, the, the hay's in the barn. 
right? So that's why it's really important to have a good training plan, give yourself plenty of time, and be flexible because you know that injuries are going to happen, life's going to happen, and we need to overcome. So let's start with the common running injuries. I got six common running injuries. This is from the Cleveland Clinic, clevelandclinic.org. And they say up to 60% of runners have or will experience an injury severe enough for them to put away their running shoes for several weeks or months. So we're not just talking about, you know, just kind of like, you know, little kind of like muscle strains and things like that. I mean, we're talking about things that's going to put you on the shelf for a little bit of time. And the six most common are plantar fasciitis, right? So in the feet, runner's knee, where you get pain kind of like behind your kneecap, uh, iliotibial band syndrome. Anybody ever have that? IT band, if you've heard of that syndrome, where it's kind of running up. Um, I don't know if you can see it on the video, but um, kind of on the side of your hip that there down to your knee. Um, I had some problems with that when I first started doing uh, longer triathlons. Uh, problems with your Achilles tendon. Um, I've got a little bit of that in my right foot. I'm just beat the crap right now, honestly. You know, I've got seven weeks until my race. So, you know, I just feel like warmed over poo. Um, shin splints dealt with that a lot as a high school runner and, and had crappy shoes and then stress fractures you know if you've ever had one of those i'm looking through all this i think i've had all of it other than plantar fasciitis um but i i had a stress fracture i, I in my in my left knee i think when i did my my first half marathon put me on crutches for a little while um so what can we do so we we talked about all six of these plantar fasciitis runner knee uh it uh, it band syndrome achilles tendonitis shin splints and, and stress fractures Right. So what contributes to these things? And some of this could be and, and what do we do? You know, some of it could just be the terrain that you're running on. So just be careful with that. Um, you know, pounding the pavement is going to put some stress on your legs, um, your muscles, your joints. So just know that same thing where if you're running on trails and, and things run even and, and you might have um, some issues with with rolling your ankle or stepping in holes, you got to be really careful running shoes running shoes the most important thing you can do for yourself as a runner is get a good pair of running shoes all right don't mess around with this please don't go to to your local Kohl's or, or Foot Locker finish line or Foot Locker still around um, or any of those places Dick's Sporting Goods and just buy shoes right off the rack there right go to not nothing against those places they're fine and i'm sure we got fine people who work there but go to an actual running store get your your gait analyzed and they'll be able to tell if you overpronate underpronate if you're if you're a neutral runner and what type of shoe you need because it makes a world of difference i just got done talking about that with my hokas i have the same brand but just a little bit different in in the model and the bondi was made for a much more neutral runner i tend to um, underpronate a little bit so I, I went back to the clifton and it's made a huge difference make sure you get good running shoes and yeah it's going to cost you some money i mean there's no way around that i mean you're, you're going to be out you know probably about 150 bucks but it's the best investment you can make which it, it makes me laugh because you know people think oh yeah running well that's a cheap sport you just go out and run okay yeah you, yeah you think that um just as we get back to other things that can contribute 
maybe just your individual foot anatomy. You know, if you've got, you know, low arches or high arches, again, that's why it's important to get a shoe that fits you and your running style. Um, if you're not strong, not flexible, decrease strength or flexibility. You know, we're, we're not made just to be on the road all the time or on the bike or in the pool. You know, mix in some, some strength training. I've been doing that a lot more. It doesn't look like it. If you're looking at me on video, I don't look like a, a Greek god. But I have been putting, doing some more strength training. It's made a world of difference this year. I feel a lot stronger and I'm able to run a little bit faster. And I've been doing a lot more stretching as well. Um, if you're overtrained, right? Especially I told you as we get closer to races and, and beginners think, oh, I got to get all, I didn't get all my miles. I got to do it right now, right? Be careful with that. We talked about overtraining in a prior episode just a few weeks ago. Poor running form, right? If you've never had a coach look at your running form, maybe that's something that you think about. Increasing your weekly mileage too quickly. You know, the rule of thumb is no more than 10% per week. 5% is probably a little bit more safer. And then transitioning too quickly from the treadmill to outdoor running. So especially for all those of us, you know, I'm here in, in the Midwest, close to the great white north. Um, and, you know, on, in the winters, now I'm usually still out on the trail unless there's just a ton of snow uh, and a ton of ice. I'm still outside. Um, I, I kind of like running in the in the, uh, in the cold, to be honest with you. But if you're going to run on the tread, treadmill, which has some give to it and has a little bit of spring, and then all of a sudden now you're going to go out to the road and, and you increase your mileage pretty quickly out in the road, then, then you can see some issues there. So maybe if you're going to transition from the treadmill to the road and you're doing <clears throat> five miles on the treadmill, maybe we, we go to like two or three on the road and just uh, ramp up for there, right? So what are some of the things that we can do? right? Especially, and a lot of these injuries are overuse injuries. Now, some of them might be kind of acute and all of a sudden they're, they're bad. So I talked about running on uneven ter terrain and, and you roll your ankle and we've got a, a, a bad injury there. But some of these things we're dealing with, like right now, you know, I've got a little bit of um, just very, very mild tendonitis in, in my Achilles heel on my, on my right foot. Um, I've got a muscle strain here in my left calf. You know, a lot of that's just overuse, all right? So you can do the rice method, rest, ice compression, elevation. We're going to, um, and this is when the, when the injury is acute, when it just happened, um, we want to take away some of that pain there, right? We ice it for 20 minutes on, a few minutes off, 20 on, a few minutes off, do that for a little while. Um, while we have, um, whatever's bothering you, my calf right now, try to elevate it, you know, try to elevate above your heart if you can. Um, I'm wearing a compression sleeve on there. If you want to get some bandage wrap and do that, um, you can do that as well. And then rest, Rest is just going to be a big part of it. There's really no way around it. If you're if you're hurt, you've got to rest that muscle, let it um, recuperate, let it heal itself, and then you get back out on the road, right? If you want to take some some aspirin or ibuprofen to to help alleviate that pain, uh, you can do that. Um, try to figure out what actually caused the injury and can you fix it. So if your feet really hurt after a run maybe it's your shoes if you've got bad shoes and and listen just because you go out and you buy that awesome 150 dollars pair of running shoes it doesn't mean they're going to last forever you know this is something where you're going to need to change them maybe about every six months or, or 500 miles or i kind of just um 
take inventory of my body after I do a run? How do I feel? Um, has, have my shoes lost cushioning? And I usually look at the underside of them. And if the underside of them, if I've lost the tread there, kind of like a tire, it's usually time for new shoes. Um, or, you know, if, if you think it's severe enough, um, go work with a, a physical therapist and, and get things taken care of. Now, I, I've talked about the RICE method. And that's been um, standard for forever and ever and ever. You know, ice is really good when you first get that injury and we want to take away that pain. But if it's a muscle injury, after a while, after you kind of get through that, that, um, that, that acute injury, right, it, it just happened, we take away the pain with ice. Um, heat has been shown to help um, regenerate or, or help recuperate a little bit better and help aid in the recovery. Um, it gets more blood flow into the muscle which helps it recover a little bit faster. So that's what I've been doing right now when I first got off the trail and, and noticed that I heard it. Um, I got ice. Let me try to get some of that pain away. I do the same thing with my foot with the Morton's Neuroma. Um, when I'm done with a run, I ice it really well just to get some of that pain away. And now what I'm doing with my leg is putting on heat and that seems to be helping. I'm also rolling it, um, getting massage to that area. Um, if you want to go purchase a massage, you can do that. Um, it's good for recovery, but it is a little bit more expensive. I'm just hoping uh, beyond hope that, you know, maybe my wife keeps picking up the hints that I keep laying down and one day I'm going to get a pair of Normatec under the Christmas tree. Um, I think we're going to have to get a whole lot more listeners and make a whole lot more money in this podcast. But first, donate to the Outward Bound Trust. And then second, if you want to throw a few thousand dollars to me so I can recover better and I can get a pair of Normatecs, please feel free. I'll send you the link to do it, all right? So that's the physical side of, um, of injuries. But I also want to talk about the mental a little bit. Um, you know, in my full-time job, I'm a, I'm a sport management professor at a college here in, in the Midwest. And in one of my favorite classes that teaches sports psychology, and I've talked about that in previous episodes. But there is a five stages of, of grief associated with injuries. And, you know, I usually talk about it from the athlete point of view, you know, as we're thinking about kind of like high performing athletes, but it's true for us recreational athletes as well, especially if we've committed to a, a race um, and we're trying to reach that goal. You know, for me, it's running a marathon is, is pretty freaking tough. Um, so I've invested a ton of time and a ton of energy and a ton of money, quite frankly, to do this marathon. Um, so, you know, similar to, to some other types of grief, there's kind of five stages of grief when you're dealing with an injury. And the first one um, is denial. Ah, it's not really that bad. Now, not everybody might go through denial necessarily, but you see kind of those type A personalities or people who are really hard charging and, and will not miss a workout for the world. You know, they may think, oh, no, it's not really that bad to start off with. So you have to kind of come to, co come to terms with the fact that, yeah, you know, I'm hurt and this means it's going to be really uncomfortable because I'm going to have to do some things I don't want to do as far as rest and limiting my activity in order to get myself healthy again. Um, the second stage would be anger. And I really dealt with that these past, um, honestly, this past week and maybe these past few days because I want to be out running. And I feel that the fact that I'm not out running and, and I'm not lifting right now just because it's, it's hard to be on my leg, that I'm losing fitness. Now, that's not actually true, right? Maybe my body actually need the recovery, right? Maybe this is a good thing that's happening to me. And my body's telling me that. But it's really made me frustrated. 
right? Because I feel that I'm getting further and further away from my goal that I've invested so much time and money into. I mean, I started this daggone podcast um, because I have this goal and now I, I can't do it, right? I physically can't do it and it's made me angry. And then you go into the third stage, which would be bargaining. Now, I don't know so much how this might work out with endurance sports athletes, kind of individual endurance sports athletes. But, you know, if you think about team sports, especially, this would be the player kind of going up to their coach and being, hey, hey coach, coach, I, I promise I, I won't go too hard. Right. Um, and if I start, if I don't feel well, then, then you can take me out or, um, you know, hey, I, I've got this concussion and I know I might not be cleared yet, but I'm really, really close. And, and I promise I, I won't make any contact with anybody if you just let me play, right? So that would be stage three. Um, stage four would be um, depression. Now, you know, depression is a, is a really loaded word. So, uh, you know, if you think about depression, I mean, to the all the way clinically depressed, that would be the extreme. I think when we're talking about kind of us recreational endurance athletes, depression would just kind of be sad. All right. I think might be a little bit better word to where we're not. I wouldn't say we're, we're clinically diagnosed as depressed, but just sad. And I went through that as well. You know, I'm sad. I can't go out and work out and perform and start having a, a little bit of a pity party. And then eventually we'll get to acceptance. And I, and I think that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and, and I accepted the fact that, you know, I, I got this injury and I can't go out and I can't do what I want to do right now. But it's given me more time with, with my son this week before he started off to school today. So that was pretty great. Um, it gave me more time to get ready for this upcoming semester, um, this upcoming school year that I'm about to run into. I'm starting to get some work done. So I've been able to make productive use of my time. And I've accepted the fact that, hey, this is something I've got. I've got to work through it because if I don't work through it and I don't heal it and I keep pushing, I'm not going to make it to the start line healthy. And that is my goal. Once I get there, hey, I know I'm going to be able to do this race. And, and maybe I don't uh, reach my goal of breaking five hours. That's all right. I'm still doing something that's pretty doggone amazing, finishing a marathon. So there you go. There's your six common types of injuries, what you can do to help work through those. And then mentally, um, you know, hopefully it took you on a path of kind of what I'm dealing with, probably what a lot of you've dealt with. But I would really, really, really love to, to hear from you. Check us out on Instagram. Hit us up at RunSlowCarbHard. Let us know, how do you deal with injuries? Every Monday, I put out a question of the week, and that was my question last week. How do you deal with injuries? I, I really want to know. I'm interested in that. Um, leave a comment on, on Rumble or shoot us an email runslowcarbhard at gmail.com. And listen, I'd love to have you on the show. Either we'll Zoom you in or just have you as part of the comments on the show. All right, it's time for the question of the week. This is the interactive part of the show where I'll post a question on Instagram at runslowcarbhard, and I'm going to read your responses on the air. And I will do my best to get through as many as possible. So, but hey, you know, I need some comments. Let's let's get it going. I, I want to talk to you on Instagram. Um, so be funny, be creative, catch my eye, and you may just make it on the show. In today's question, and I'm going to look at this, how do you deal with injuries, right? How do you cope with injuries? And at Crown of Laurels commented, cry and rest with little cry emojis. So, um, you know, we talked about that, you know, kind of being depressed, um, being angry. Um, that's part of that process. So that's okay. 
Crying is okay. Resting is okay. It's probably good for us. It's one of the prescriptions that we gave for um, dealing with some of these overuse injuries that we deal with as endurance athletes. But find a coping mechanism that works for you, that doesn't harm you, that doesn't harm anybody else, that's healthy, and then get right back out on the road. Okay, just like a six-hour marathon, the long and slow march known as the Run Slow Car Parts Show is over for this week. Thank you for listening, and I can see the numbers. We're getting new listeners every day. Again, we're, we're not at, at Joe Rogan territory or even close, but for all of you that listen, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You right now in your car, you on the trail, I sincerely appreciate it. I didn't think I'd get anybody to listen to this show. I thought maybe I might have kind of a, a cool little niche here, uh, but to see that there's people other than myself and, and my wife and, and, and maybe my mom uh, listening is, is really kind of cool. So I really sincerely thank you for listening. And remember my plea today, this is our 15th episode. So I'm trying to, I'm asking everybody, if you're listening, please donate $15 for our 15th episode. If we can get a hundred of you to do that, this fundraising is over. This show will go on will continue because it's a lot of fun for me, but we've just helped a ton of kids. $15 for our 15th episode. Thank you so much. If you like what you heard today, um, please be sure to subscribe to us on, on Spotify or on Apple. We're going to give the video a try, so subscribe on Rumble. You can check us out there if you want to see me here in the underground bunker. Um, Spotify, it's a great platform for podcasts, and they work with Anchor, and Anchor is helping us monetize this podcast a little bit. So for every listen that we get, we get a very, 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 very small amount of money. But the more listens we get, the more money we get, the more we can help kids. Everything I'm doing is going to help the Outward Bound Trust. You're not paying for my flight when you donate. Um, you're not paying for my food or my hotel or, or my new pair of Hocus or anything. I, I got that taken care of. All this is for kids. To learn more about the Run Slow Carb Hard podcast, please give us a follow on Instagram at Run Slow Carb Hard. You can also comment on if you're listening to us on Rumble or send us an email at runslowcarbhard at gmail.com. This podcast is part of my fundraising effort for the Outward Bound Trust as one of their charity runners for the 2022 London Marathon. To donate, please visit the link in the show's description. And remember, with God and a good pair of running shoes, all things are possible.